podcast works. This is Chuck Smith, and I'm here to bring you the preview show ahead of Bayern Munich's final game of the season in the Bundesliga against Wolfsburg. A match that I think most people just want to get over with at this point. Bayern, of course, has been celebrating the Bundesliga title over the past couple of weeks, and things have not gone so great since that point. It's been a uh, of really a mixed bag of performances. Things have not been great. Of course, we've seen instances where younger players were promised time and have not gotten that time and probably will not get that time. So uh, this match, I think more than anything, is one that everyone wants to be over as soon as possible, just so uh, the club can get through this season and not have any injuries heading into what will be an interesting summer for the Bavarians. But like we always do, let's start by taking a look at where each team is in the table. Bayern Munich, of course, is sitting atop the table. They are the league champions in the Bundesliga. They have, through 33 match days, 24 wins, 4 draws, 5 losses for 76 points. They have scored 95 goals. They have allowed 35 goals. Over the course of their last five games, they have three wins, one loss, and one draw. And that draw, of course, was against VfB Stuttgart last week. And what I can only describe as a disappointing performance, but not one that was completely and thoroughly uninspired like we had previously seen. So I guess it was a step up. As for Wolfsburg, somehow, someway, they are in 13th place through 33 match days. They have 12 wins, 5 draws, 16 losses. Good for 41 points. Right now they're currently knotted with Eintracht Frankfurt in terms of points. Frankfurt, based on goal differential, is in 12th place. Uh, Over the course of their last five games, Wolfsburg has 3 wins, 1 draw, 1 loss, which is not bad considering the train wreck that this team has been. Over the course of the season, last week they picked up a 1-0 victory over FC Köln. So uh, I think that Wolfsburg, like Bayern Munich, probably just wants to get this season over with and get through this match without much of, uh, without much fuss, I should say. I don't think that uh, either team really wants to see anybody get injured. I think that both are not moving anywhere. This match has a zero effect on the table, but it does seem like Bayern Munich, at least, will be relying on its veteran players to to get through this one, whereas Wolfsburg, I think you could see a mix of uh, veterans and maybe some youngsters mixed in with that. Uh, When we look at Wolfsburg, I think we look at this season and... (laughs) Right now, all I can think about is disappointment. I don't think they are as bad as their place in the table. I think it was just a a bit of a rocky start, and then it never really got better. And and I think a lot of people have to question Florian Kohfeldt at this point. Of course, if you followed his career at Werder Bremen, he had a hot start there and then went ice cold. And I think he made a... An impact initially at Wolfsburg, even if it wasn't necessarily reflected in the table or the results, but it's really tough to see how he's going to establish himself. It seems like there's just something about him, something about his tactics that has, it does not seem to be meshing with the teams that he has managed. So I think Wolfsburg is in a very interesting position. 
while they have played better of late, they're going to have to look closely at this squad, the players on it, how the coach is working with them, uh, and they're going to have to really make an assessment about the future. I think that they are committed to Kohlfeld. I think they are committed to several players on this roster. But at the same time, I think there are uh, a lot of different things that could happen this summer. I don't think Wolfsburg will be involved in any big-name transfers, but they do have some quality on their own roster. Uh, we could see some of that start to get moved, and we could see uh, the club start to invest in some younger players with the hopes of a rebuild. So it'll be very interesting to see what they do. When you look at Wolfsburg, you look at Conca Steels, you look at John Brooks, Maxence Lacroix, uh, Rydal Baku, uh, just a, there's so many, so many players that at various points in their careers have, have been good, have been desired by other teams. And Max Kruse, he came over from Union Berlin, uh, which was a kind of a crazy move at the time, but seemingly has worked out for him. Lucas Nemecha is another one who, you know, really has, I think, has a pretty good ceiling, but we don't exactly know where it's all going at this point. Luca Waldschmidt, of course, made the move over to Wolfsburg. There's, there are players here, brand name players, who absolutely have talent, but it's going to be a matter of whether Kohlfeldt and the club can find a way to put it all together and make them back into a contender. I think talent-wise, this team is right on the verge of being a top-six team, and with any luck, probably could have broken into that. But how this season started, what happened with Mark Van Bommel, uh, it, it just nothing really clicked at the beginning, and I don't really think it was his fault. In fact, I think that Wolfsburg pulled the trigger a little bit too early. There was, of course, the managing mishap uh, that cost them a match, and I think that the club just weighed too heavily on that. So whatever the case, Wolfsburg has a big summer ahead of it, but maybe not as big as Bayern Munich. So when we look at this Bayern Munich team and we look at all of the news that has happened over the past week, of course, Bayern has missed out on Erling Haaland, which is something we'll hit more in the weekend warm-up. You know, Bayern Munich is linked to Conrad Leimer, another subject for another show. But you can see that things are already in motion the new Sarah Mizrahi and Ryan Gravenberch deals, they are both looking like they are going to get done. Sven Ulreich, Thomas Muller, of course, re-up their own deals. Right now, I think the club is working on Manuel Neuer, and that seems like that will get done, given the club can meet all of his requirements. Uh, the big outlier is Robert Lewandowski, and of course, it doesn't seem like he wants to stay at Bayern Munich any longer, but it seems like he might not have a choice, at least for the next year so. We'll see what happens with him, but this week I think is all about finality for Bayern Munich, and I don't think we're going to see any of those young players that, that we we anticipated uh, getting a look at. Uh, Paul Vonner, of course, is already shipped out and will be supporting Germany's U-17 team. Uh, that was a little bit disappointing because we really didn't see anything from Vonner once he signed that deal. It makes me wonder what is going on with him. Has he had a bad drop in form? Did he get extremely hot at the right time when his contract was expiring that made Bayern Munich think they need to lock him down and maybe he's just not as good as anyone anticipated he would be? Uh, I don't know. And that's one of the things that will be a good subplot heading into next year. I mean, this is a kid who's expecting to be on the first team and expecting to get at least some time. So 
What happens with him will be interesting. Uh, there are several other youngsters in the mix there, but I believe we are going to see a very veteran-laden lineup once again for Bayern Munich. But there will be some players who uh, are not available. Of course, Kingsley Coman with his red card suspension be out for three games. Uh, Serge Gnabry has a looks like he has a splint on his finger at this point. The Roy Sané has missed some practice. Uh, so there are some possible. Lucas Hernan- Luca Hernandez has, of course, been banged up a little bit. So there are a lot of different ways this one could go. Uh, I'm just going to get my lineup out of the way at this point. I think we'll go with Manuel Neuer in net. We'll go with Alfonso Davies as the left back. We will have a center back tandem of Luca Hernandez and Dio Upamecano. Right back, we'll see Benjamin Pavar. In midfield, we will see Joshua Kimmich and Leon Goretzka. On the wings, this is where it gets a little bit interesting. Uh, I think we will see Gnabry, even with that uh, bulky finger, and I think we'll see Musiala on the other side. And, of course, Thomas Muller and Robert Lewandowski leading the attack. There is a slim possibility this could all uh, go a little bit off because we could see Nagelsmann roll out of back three, and if he does that, don't exactly know who would man the right wing back position at this point. You could see Pavar. Uh, you could see Stanisic, Josip Stanisic there, but we don't know. And that's why I just think at this point, Nagelsmann is going to roll out his 4-2-3-1 and be done with that. And then next season, start to implement his back three system, which to me looks more like a 3-4-2-1 than anything. Uh, but I think this is maybe the swan song for the 4-2-3-1 for a little bit. Uh, it might be the last time Bayern Munich fans see it, but... Hey, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe my prediction will be completely off base. But uh, I think that's what we're going to see. I, for one, am going to watch this with some interest, right? Because Lewandowski has been unhappy. Muller, of course, got rewarded. Jamal Musiala is a kid we haven't heard much about in terms of what he is feeling, what he is thinking. But I'd have to think if I were Musiala, I'd start to be wondering why I'm not getting more time. Uh, of course, he's in such a, a tough spot. When Byron plays the 4-2-3-1, Musiala is competing with Thomas Muller and the two wing positions at this point. When Nagelsmann has used that back three and placed the 3-4-2-1, uh, Musiala has kind of been moved all over the place. So it's a kid with a lot of talent. He's a kid that's, I think, at a stage where he needs to play, play consistently, and deserves a bigger role. So I'm very curious to see how he handles it over the course of next season. When you are a kid that talented, and granted he's still very young, I mean, I think there's a good case that could be made that he has outperformed some of the older players like Kingsley Coman, like Serge Gnabry, like Leroy Sané. Sané has, you know, he started out great this season, but ultimately trailed off in a big way. Gnabry was up and down in the beginning, but has gotten hot of late. Coman was fairly consistent the entire time. He did trail off a little bit right now uh, over the past few weeks, but uh, we won't have to worry about that performance trailing off with his red card suspension. So um, with Musiala, I really do think that he's going to keep pushing more and more to get uh, more playing time. And, you know, whose expense does that come out of? Is it Muller? Is it one of those three wingers? Hey, will Serge Gnabry even be here next season? So we don't know any of this right now. And I think what what this week will show us 
is probably nothing about next season. I think Nagelsmann wants to get this season over with. I think the players want to get this over with. And for the internationals, I think they want to just go get some rest for a couple of weeks before some of them start their team camps for uh, their international sides. I know Germany is going to be getting together relatively soon. Hansi Flick is getting his boys together for an earlier camp. So I think that will not only be beneficial to Germany, but it does limit uh, the amount of rest that some of the players uh, with Bayern Munich will get. So there, are, there is going to be uh, you know, a lot to watch this weekend. And it will be fun because, hey, it's Bayern. And you should enjoy watching the games. I mean, this is going to be your last Bayern Munich match until they hit the United States, I think. Uh, for games in Washington, D.C. and Green Bay, which unfortunately I will not be able to get to because I already have a family vacation planned. What kind of moron plans a family vacation right when Byron will be hitting the United States? Apparently it's me. So uh, we'll find ways to cover those friendlies that'll be over here in the States, but it won't be me doing it. Uh, As for this one in terms of a prediction, I mean... (laughs) I'm going to go with Bayern. They have to win at some point, right? So I'm going to say this will be a 3-0 victory. I think we're going to go out on a high note here. We're going to see some good things from Bayern Munich, especially in the attack. I am a a little concerned about the defense, and I've stated this a few times. Uh, You know, if Hernandez can't go and we get to see Upamakano and Tanga Nianzu as the center back tandem, I think that, that is a bit of a mess. I think that Upamakano has good talent. I think he he has the ability to become a very good player. I don't think he's there yet. In fact, I, I, I think this season, I think he was the fourth best center back on the team behind Sula Hernandez and even Benjamin Pavar. So um, I think he's got a way to go. It doesn't mean he can't get there. Uh, Tengai Nianzu, he's a young kid, loaded with potential. He might just be one of these kids who who has great potential and great talent but can't put it all together, but he's got time to figure that out. Uh, his play on the field is what kills him. It's more of his decision-making, how sloppy he is with his challenges, uh, sometimes his awareness on D. And we've seen, hey, we've seen some some Bayern defenders, uh, you know, have struggle with awareness. At times, I think you could say Nicholas Sula and Benjamin Pavar of each have each suffered from bouts with uh, being aware and being able to stay focused <laughs> as, as the entire team marauds up the pitch. Sometimes it, it leaves those defenders in a bad spot. And if they're not completely on point, if they're not completely focused on everything, it, it, it leaves them in a bad spot. And often that's when we've seen Barnes defenders have bad performances, but you know, with Upamakano, with Nianzu, the talent base is there. Can they evolve to the point where they can become dependable starters for this club? I don't know. And that's going to be another great subplot to watch over the course of next season. Of course, if you're like me, you believe Luca Hernandez will play out his contract. So he will be working his way, if you think like I do, uh, with one more season. And then I think Byron could be put in a spot next summer where they're going to have to look at whether they should sell Luca Hernandez or whether they would let whether they would keep him for another season and then let him walk away for free. Uh, I think he holds too much market value to let that happen. So I'll be 
listening in to Hernandez when he speaks, I'll be reading his quotes because I want to get a gauge on what his thoughts are at this point and what he's thinking for his future. Uh, Just some things I've read in the past lead me to think that he might not be completely bought into signing another deal with Bayern Munich, but that's a subject for another day. As far as this preview show goes, we'll go with that 3-0 victory for Bayern Munich in the final match of the season. I do want to say thank you to everyone that has been tuning into this preview show. Of course, this will be the last one until Germany gets some real games going on, and then we will, of course, pick it back up at the start of next season. We will keep the weekend warm-up podcast going throughout the summer and also the flagship, so there will be no break like there there was uh, in the past. So we'll have those for you. But as far as the preview show, preview show goes, this is it for a couple of months probably. So I appreciate how everyone is tuned in. I didn't anticipate having to do as many previews as I have done this season, but we're a little bit short-staffed, and you'll be... Uh, Seeing an announcement coming out soon uh, addressing that. So uh, if you are an avid listener who has ever thought about logging on and doing one of these uh, for yourself or with one of us at BFW, uh, you may soon get that opportunity. Uh, But anyway, you can check that out when we get our post out there. But uh, again, thank you. Uh, You can always get me at the Barrel Blog on Twitter. You can get the site at Bavarian FB Works. You can get Tom at TommyAdam71. You can get I Need No Name at BFWINNN. You can get Jake at Jefferson Fenner, and you can also get Samarin and Schnitzel on our site. Schnitzel's on a hiatus for a couple of months here. He'll be back probably later this summer, but Samarin is going strong, and she is uh, uh, she's doing a great job for us. She did a nice, really nice podcast with uh, I Need No Name for our flagship show. So that was a lot of fun. If you haven't checked that out yet, please do. But I'll say thank you again for the millionth time because I really do genuinely appreciate that you guys listen, that you download, that you check out the site. It's a, it's a labor of love for a lot of us. It's, it's very difficult at times, but uh, we do like to do this in our interactions with you guys are really the primary reason that we do it. So enjoy the match, have a couple of beers, It should be a lot of fun to close out the season, and we will see you next time.